Hey Jeeper, I'm Josh, and on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, we have an update for a story that we had just last week where we find that Jeep's parent company is moving jobs to Mexico. We'll find out about a huge charity event where hundreds of Jeepers came together for kids in need. And if you have a JK or JKU Wrangler, well, stay tuned, because I have an all-new must-have pick of the week for your Jeep a little later in the show. Well, last week we reported on Stellantis shutting down the Belvedere assembly plant in Illinois and that they were trying to cover up the fact that all those jobs are now being moved to Mexico. This week, Stellantis has given its reasoning for doing so. To boil it down from all the politically correct legal jargon and nonsense, it comes down to just one word. Cost. Yeah, it's all about money, right? The commercial conflict between the United States and China, the supply chain vulnerabilities revealed by the pandemic, and Russia's invasion of Ukraine have all accelerated the relocation of Asian, American Union, and European companies to Mexico because of reduced manufacturing costs and a government all too willing to welcome global brands. Big brands, in fact. Names like Samsung, Daewoo, Amazon, Nissan, Heineken, Bosch, Alcia, Pirelli, and Walmart are just a few that have made multi-million dollar investments in Mexico. The pandemic-related influx of businesses to Mexico has bolstered the industrial market substantially. As such, the end of the second quarter of 2022, gross industrial building absorption already surpassed 2.7 million square meters. In other words, what that means is that that's roughly 29 million square feet of new industrial business that has been built in Mexico. Now, naturally, Mexico's cheap labor and energy costs and free trade policies are also luring automakers, hence why Jeep is leaving the U.S. to produce its Cherokee for far less money down in Mexico. Even after spending millions to tool a plant down there, this is still going to be a profitable move for Jeep. Now, while it is easy for you and me to sit here and blame Stellantis for moving production and American jobs overseas, it's the U.S. government that should bear the responsibility for all this. If you're going to fail to provide incentives to keep businesses in the country, then you can't blame them for when they pack up and leave. Since supply chain issues, chip shortages, and rising labor and raw material costs are already hurting the auto industry, you can't blame Jeep's parent company for taking every cost-cutting opportunity they can. Unfortunately, Washington doesn't seem to get this and chooses to remain silent when businesses and workers suffer. I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. Let's go, Brandon! The focus of Washington and state authorities moving forward should be on devising strategies to encourage automakers to establish operations here in the United States, starting with things like tax credits, loans, monetary incentives, or even free land and infrastructure projects, and ending with things as simple as expedited permitting. It's not rocket science. I mean, there are countless ways in which the authorities can work with automakers to create win-win situations, but they choose to hang on with white-knuckle grip to the woke ideology. So we already know where this is going. American employees and new vehicle buyers should expect that more automakers will move jobs abroad where they can find better offers and more enticing incentives. Hey, at least all this means that there is at least a chance that new car prices will start to come down or at least stabilize. I'm, I'm trying to stay optimistic here. <laughs> it's hard to do. I mean, it's no, it's hard. It really is. It's sad to see this whole process happening, and yet the government's letting it happen. It's crazy. I don't understand. Well, people are bad. Uh, that's We need uh, less people on the planet, and uh, that'll take care of all the problems. And if you have less people, you don't need Jeeps, right? So uh, I have to ask you guys, uh, you mentioned the Belvedere plant uh, closure that we talked about on, uh, what was it, episode 732? 730. 730. I think it was 30. And uh, I was just curious, did anybody notice the picture of Mr. Belvedere that I put in the show notes last week? Oh, gosh, <laughs> damn it. No, I missed that. I, must, I missed that one, darn it. Another timely reference. <laughs> Good job. I was wondering if we are going to see that. See, you thought I was going to be serious, <laughs> which I don't no. understand because very no, seldom does that happen. No, I don't think we ever... Yeah, I don't think we ever thought that, Tony. Good. That's good. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and, and I think I said it uh, when we were talking about the Belvedere plant uh, last week. Uh, the 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 number one goal of Stellantis is to um, make sure that the 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 stockholders are making money, and obviously yeah. building Jeeps cheaper someplace else um, is going to help make them more money because it's going to increase the profit. Now, are they going to bring the price down? Probably not. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, that would be, that would be nice, but that's not really the reason why people are, uh, businesses are in, uh, uh in business. Uh, they're in there to make money. Um, I'm just, uh, I'm just wanting them to continue to make, uh, good, good products. Now, if moving it to Mexico causes the product to not be as good or China or anybody else, any place else, then, then I would have a problem with that. If it's better, that's great. Well, I don't know. I'm going to kind of 
take us back in the Wayback Machine here a little bit. And if I don't know if you guys remember, but the XJ Cherokee, a lot of the XJ Cherokees sold here in the United States were made in Mexico. I mean, this isn't necessarily a... Nothing new. Oh, uh, this is nothing new for Jeep, mm-hmm. right? This is right. this isn't unprecedented. In other words, this is something mm-hmm. that they've they've done before, and in fact, that they've done before with this vehicle. Well, with this this name badge, at least with right. the Cherokee. Right. So you know, a lot of this is it, it just it doesn't leave a good taste in your mouth. And and look, there's no way to sugarcoat that. It is what it is. And and none of this really looks good as far as optics goes, or or you know the amount of jobs lost on paper and stuff like that. But you know, again, this is just an automaker. It is a business. They have to make money. They have people they have to answer to, and this is all part of that. Again, it's not unprecedented. They've done it before. Now, again, vehicles were made in Mexico. Then they weren't made in Mexico. Jeep has moved production around borders a little bit here and there for decades. So this likely may be something that is temporary. So, you know, what that means is the Belvedere plant is still going to be owned by Stellantis, by Jeep, but it's going to be idle for a while. Now, that could mean five years. That could mean 10 years. That could mean a few years until we enter into the 2025 or 2030 design cycle and we start to see production change a little bit. Now, if that means the tooling is going to get moved back up here to the States, I highly doubt it. By then, I don't see a massive turnaround in in diplomacy and 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 the way that uh, the you know the government works with automakers. So, with that being said, it, it could just be a sort of a natural ebb and flow of things. And maybe in 10, 15, 20 years, we start to see production come back here to the states as things sort of calm down or switch and change. And who knows? But nonetheless, this is sort of a a, a map that has been in history before. We'll see where it goes in the future. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's a, it's a profit thing. You get used to making profit, and you have to deal with the government. But I don't know how these these businesses put up, especially the the top people in the businesses, put up with what the um, what the Congress and the White House is going to do to you. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, they you don't put up with it. You you just move overseas. I mean, that that's essentially well, what has happened here. And it's kind of sad because several years ago, prior to the current administration. We didn't have this problem. Everything was staying in it the It was US the opposite, and, actually. And Trump they, was getting on the phone more, making some calls. And yeah, going, hey. there was more <laughs> jobs here, <laughs> and back. everybody right. was doing great. So I'm not really sure why somebody would want to change that around, well, but that's for another 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 show, apparently. And even when President <laughs> Trump was making calls and, and doing some, I guess, indirect threatening, uh, I think it was Ford was one company that he called, uh, <laughs> That that even that is uh, government interference. Which I don't like. I mean, the outcome is nice because it, it helped the American worker. It uh, encouraged uh, the American uh, companies to stay in America, uh, make it American made. And by the way, I almost always ask our guests on the interview if uh, if their uh, product is American made. I think everybody likes the yeah. idea no, and I oh, think yeah. of buying sure American until you that. run out of money because you can't afford all the... Right. <laughs> all the stuff you'd like to have because it's American made. I, but I have no doubt the quality is 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 better than any place else. Um, so yeah, but I, I really like we. I'd really like it if we didn't have government interference at all. I like it a lot whenever we have a uh, uh, one-sided uh, Congress uh, and one-sided uh, presidency because they fight and get nothing done. <laughs> and that's and that's usually when the com- the the country does very well because the people are running it, the businesses mm-hmm. are running it, and not the politicians that don't know their ass from the whole ground. And oh. that's on that is absolutely on both sides. If anybody yeah. thinks oh, that I'm absolutely. a staunch Republican, no, no, it's uh, both ways. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, they're they're all ass hats. I mean, you know, I'll just tell you <laughs> if you didn't already know. <laughs> are you ready? It's the Jeep Dog Show. With Wimby, there will be body damage. I like making people laugh. That's it's good for my soul. Jock. Yeah, I don't think so. And I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. Well, howdy, it's Wendy, and on this episode, I look forward to the new year and setting some goals for wheeling in 2023. Well, hi, this is Chuck. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm reading the wrong name. <laughs> It's the right time. I'm Tony, and I made something for the 2021 Jeep Talk Show Gladiator with my 3D printer. Not to be confused with Chuck and his 3G or 5G, okay? Okay. <laughs> People don't understand. Mm-mm. You got to listen to the is, whole show, everybody. Which is good. <laughs> well, this is more of a Discord thing. <laughs> All right, so let's get back to the news. 
Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. Oh, and if you've been listening to this segment or this show for any period of time, you know that I love those feel-good Jeep stories, and we've got one here that is just awesome. Uh, and, and kind of, uh, you know, uh, just sort of in time for the season, if you will, a little bit as well, uh, certainly apropos for uh, for this time of year. Christmas morning was brighter for thousands of youngsters in Lake and McHenry counties this year after a Jeeps on the Run event raised almost $60,000 and brought in tens of thousands of toy donations by early December. A little, literally over 500 Jeeps participated in this year's run, which took place December 4th and went from Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep in Fox Lake, Illinois, to the Genesee Theater in Wacoogan. Uh, w- yeah, Wacoogan. <laughs> Wacoo- Wac- somebody's going to say, Josh, it's pronounced like this. So it's that Wacoo- one. Uh, it's Wacoogan. Yeah. Wacoogan, Illinois. There you go. That's where they ended up. At Smith. Theater. Yeah. <laughs> Day. <laughs> Event participants paid $25 per Jeep to get in on the run, so you can do the math there. That's a fair amount of money. At the end of the run, an after-party took place at the Genesee Theater, and according to Mike Misak, who founded the Jeep, founded Jeeps on the run 10 years ago, they were able to fill two 53-foot semi-trailers and two 7-ton military wow. trucks with nothing but toys. Wow. But that wasn't enough. No, 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 no. Wait, it gets better. Mike then collected the funds from the Jeep run, including the funds from the raffle that they did to give away a brand new Wrangler. And after everything was squared, they had about $25,000 left over. Ten days later, on December 14th, Mike and the crew from Jeeps on the Run went shopping with that money and they filled another box truck with countless amounts of more toys. Misick said that Jeeps on the Run worked with Toys for Tots in Lake and McHenry counties to ensure that toys would be distributed in time for Christmas to children in need across the entire region. Checks for $14,500 and $20,000 respectively were also written to Toys for Tots uh, Lake County and Toys for Tots McHenry County to make last-minute toy purchases for age groups in which toys were falling a little bit short for them. Now, I don't know about you, but after being directly involved with a Toys for Tots run myself, I get all kinds of warm and fuzzies knowing that so many kids got to wake up Christmas morning to uh, just a ton of plenty of great, fun gifts under the tree thanks to the efforts of these Jeepers. The generosity of the participants, the generosity of these Jeepers made this 10th annual Jeeps on the Run event the most successful one to date. So hats off to all of you Jeepers out there. You guys are awesome. Transportation officials limited, they had to limit the number of Jeeps that could participate to just 500 this year. And although that may seem like a massive number of Jeeps to be in one place for a lot of people, including myself, as many as 800 Jeeps participated in previous years. That's a lot of Jeeps to participate in an event. Now, next year's event will be December 3rd. So if you would like to get involved with this run, either as a participant or a sponsor, well, we'll have the link that you'll need in the show notes for this episode at jeeptalkshow.com. That's a lot of Jeepers. <laughs> a lot of Jeepers and a lot of toys, guys. That Oh, I mean, my gosh. That's so amazing. Feet, if I'm not mistaken, 53 feet is the longest semi-trailer that, that, you can, that, that is out there. And there was two of those. And there was two of those. That's like 100 oh. feet. <laughs> and that's full of toys. Wow. And then, and then, Tony, you're, 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 Tony, you're real quick on that math, aren't you? Sometimes the math does add up. <laughs> God. Well, I just, I mean, you know, uh, plus the the uh, the two seven ton military trucks, plus another yes. box van, you know, box truck as well. We don't know how big that was. I'm thinking like, you know, one of the large U-Haul trucks or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, totally full. I mean, $25,000 buys a lot of freaking toys. So you're not just going to chuck that in the bag of the pickup and be on your way. No, 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 no. This is something entirely different. And, uh, and I just, I, man, just the amount of toys that these guys, uh, were able to collect and, and, and be able to produce for, for, for toys for tots for these two counties. I mean, it's just incredible, just utterly incredible, um, that they were able to, to pull this off and, and got a, as much support as they did from the Jeep community. So uh, this is this is why Jeepers are are just a different breed than any other off-roader out there than any other motorsports uh, enthusiast that there that there is. Jeepers are are cut from a very unique kind of cloth, and and this is an example of 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 that. Well, and just a shout out because we know there are lots and lots of other groups across this country 
that are doing the same kind of thing for either no, Toys for Tots or just, that. Just like, Jeepers. Just, just yes, Jeepers. But, well, I'm talking about Jeepers. I'm not talking about anybody else. <laughs> oh, okay. When you said other groups, I thought you were about Toyotas or like Hummers groups, or... You know, like even up here in Big Bear, there was a, a small group that, that donates for... Um, battered women shelter you know for these kids that are coming in and being torn from their homes and that kind of stuff so i just know that i just want to say thank you to everybody who ever does this and if you participate you know go for it share it with us on the jeep talk show call us and let us know what you guys are doing but honestly this is amazing that people get together and you're right josh jeepers are a unique a unique breed and we are very proud so thank you to everybody yeah. So you mentioned you mentioned battered women, and that made me think of the old Steve Martin joke. Uh, I, I support battered women. No, no, I, I like helping them get their start. <laughs> <laughs> send so your send your cards and letters to yeah. Nikki G to Tony directly. <laughs> No, no, no. Not to Wendy. Okay, go. <laughs> it was actually teen pregnancy was the joke, and uh, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> well, guys, the rumors were true. And not about Nikki G and the tinfoil and, and not uh, about you know, me either. <laughs> well, or that for that matter. But the Jeep Wrangler High Tide and Jeep Beach Editions are back for 2023. But don't get too excited. They're nearly identical to last year's models, but with some color and graphic differences. Other than that, well, here we go. The Jeep Beach Edition also specifically calls out the 20th anniversary of the event that gave it its name, which is kind of cool unto itself. Now, the high tide is the starting point for both of these special models, and we already know how much Jeep loves its special edition models. It's based on the Wrangler Unlimited Sport S, but it has the V6 and automatic transmission, really the only powertrain available on those special editions. But it does come with the Extreme Recon Package. That adds fat 35-inch tires on 17-inch beadlock-capable wheels, perfect for floating on top of soft sand. That package also includes a one and a half inch suspension lift with, with matching shocks, a deeper Ford, uh, 456 gear ratio, bigger fender flares, upgraded and re- repositioned spare tire mount, and a jack extender as well. Uh, specific to the high tide are also a body color hardtop with a flip-up front section, special graphics, rock rails, rubber floor mats, and LED lights. All in all, a pretty decent Jeep right off the showroom floor. The Jeep Beach Edition takes all the stuff that you get on the high tide and piles on a bunch more. And it's because of all these extra goodies that Jeep is committed to building only 500 of these. (laughs) That's right. There's only going to be 500 of these, and so they are going to be valuable in a few years or something. They celebrate the 20th anniversary of the Jeep Beach event at Daytona Beach, Florida. The event attracts 200,000-some-odd people every year and thousands of Jeeps and, and includes a huge parade on the beach itself. Special Wrangler has Jeep Beach logos on the hood and spare tire mount, as well as embroidered in the catskin leather seat covers. It gets body-colored fender flares and an anniversary shifter medallion, too. Color options are different for the 2023 model year as well. In addition to last year's high-velocity yellow, straight black, bright white, and sting gray, Jeep has added hydro blue and pumpkin. Jeep's special (laughs) pumpkin-flavored Pumpkin spice! Oh, boy. Here we (laughs) go. Both special models are available to order right now. Jeep promises that these Jeeps will be delivered by April in time for next year's Jeep Beach event. The high tide starts at 53K, and the Jeep Beach version starts at a right around 55,000. You want to sell these things to men, you need to come out with Jack Daniels and bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see those models, Jeep. <laughs> What's interesting is we had a, somebody, one of our students had a high tide, um, and it performed beautifully. I mean, I know it had some... It was just, it was nice, so it was different. But it's a pretty blue, by the way. It's very pretty. Yeah. Yeah, no, that blue is nice. I think that's the same blue that they use on the 392, I think. Mm, that I think l- you might l- be l- right. Blue. So yeah. it does, it definitely stands out. And I mean, look, historically, Jeeps have always just looked better in bright colors or, mm-hmm. you know, non-standard colors, if you will. That that pumpkin orange. That, Not you know, red. Bright. <laughs> That, yeah, that bright blue. That, you and know, I've got that. a huge ass. <laughs> and Did Chuck, Chuck join us? <laughs> and there's Chuck. Yeah. And, and Chuck's bright red ass. Oh, um, my gosh. No monkeying around there. TMI. No, so, so these, these, TMI. Fall, these fall right in suit with, with that. You're going to have special edition Jeeps. They should have special edition colors as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. 
So I think I said this before, <laughs> both these Jeeps uh, that are uh, beach related, uh, high tide and beach related, should be rust colored because that's what they're going to be eventually. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well start it with yeah. rust. With rust. <laughs> and well, damn it. In the, right, in the right light, that orange, that pumpkin orange kind of looks a little rusty. And, yeah. That looks rust and, color. And damn it, the high tide needs a water line, you know, like on boats. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Two-tone. Yeah, so that the water's already rusted at the yeah, bottom. So when you, I and like barnacles, it. maybe barnacles would be a nice touch. Sure, those could be used as steps to get in too, right? <laughs> Jeep said, fire that man. Exactly. <laughs> so somebody over there is some executive in some office like, yeah, that's actually a good idea. <laughs> That'd be great, wouldn't it? The I've never been on the sand, but this sounds good. The Jeep right. talk show barnacle model. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Well, Jeeper, what do you think about this? You, you got a, a high tide, low tide joke for us? Well, if you have a news tip or Good ones only. one of our stories, <laughs> be sure to let us know what you have to say. You can do it by phone or by email. Any number of ways to reach out to us here on the show. If you'd like to engage with uh, Tony, myself, Wendy, or Chuck, or any of us here at the Jeep Talk Show behind the scenes, head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, and you can find out all the different ways to reach out. You're listening to a 4x4 four by four, four by four Radio Network podcast. The 4x4 four four Radio Network is the only place on the entire internet that you can get the web's best off-roading podcast all in one place. You can find the Jeep Talk Show there, of course. You can also find the world-famous 4x4 four four podcast, the On the Trail podcast, Trail Chasers, and the Center Steer podcast. It's all free, it's all in one place, and we encourage you to head over to 4x4radionetwork.com. The number 4, letter X, and Radio Network. Dot com. We'll see you there. I'm going to ask a quick question here. Uh, newbie, is it spelled N-E-W-B-I-E or maybe yes. with a Y or is it N-O-O-B-I-E? No, <laughs> it's N-E-W as the, in new. Yeah, because that's what I thought because the audio file, it, it says newbie with two O's. So like that, that would be your choice, Tony, as in <laughs> something else. I think it's, <laughs> I think it, the, the sound file was named that. But anyway, it still sounds the same no matter what it's, however it's spelled. Sure. It has a whole different connotation spelled the other way, I think. Uh, oh, interesting. What? Where's the noob? Noob. 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 Hey, newbie. Newbie. Noob. Nugget. It's time for Newbie Nuggets. Well, as we say goodbye to 2022 and usher in 2023, I have to ask, what are your wheeling goals for 2023? Are you new to Jeeping or did you get a brand new Jeep for Christmas, you lucky person you? Or perhaps you have been wheeling some but want to do more. Or maybe you are fairly experienced but want to explore more difficult trails and challenges. Whatever your goals are, this is a great time to plan your adventure. I have a few suggestions that might help you plan, and I thought it might be fun to find out what the JTS team goals are for next year. The first one up is make a list of what or where you want to try wheeling, maybe a different state. By the way, Southern California has some great wheeling trails. So guys, is there any place in particular that you want to wheel that's maybe on your bucket list of some sort? Oh, well, as far as bucket list goes, I mean, yes. absolutely. Yes, that's I've what we're got, talking I've about. I've got all. I mean, I'd love to get my Jeep uh, down to the Rubicon. I've I've been on the Rubicon myself, just not uh, with my Jeep. I'd love to get that back down there with my own rig. And same thing would apply to to Moab, Utah, of course. Yep, exactly. Uh, th those would be those are. I mean, obviously the the top two. Being able to get down to Johnson Valley would probably be my my third one. Oh, uh, and that's where they that. hold where they hold King of the Hammers. Um, and so I would just like to experience you know that region um, with my own rig. Uh, being down there, you know, for, for a race is one thing, you know, being down there in your own rig is, is something entirely different. Uh, and, and so I'd like to experience some of that uh, with my own Jeep versus, you know, in, in a race car or in somebody else's rig. I would agree on those as far as Moab and the Rubicon. I have been to King of the Hammers in our Jeep and have done some of those trails. So, Josh, oh. anytime you want to come down, we'll get yes, you over there. Yes, ma'am. No, and, and honestly, <laughs> if, if in a, in a close uh, fourth place would would be would be Big Bear. Uh, mm -hmm. I want to get I want to yeah. get down to your guys' neck of the woods. I've seen so many pictures. And, and I mean, every, almost every week you're sharing pictures of something, um, out, out and, you know, on a trail that you were, you guys were at in the last, you know, week or two or something like that. And it's like, I'm already picking lines yeah, and it's just exactly. like, I want to get on those rocks, dang it. <laughs> so yeah. It, and, and honestly, to be honest, Wendy, I, I would think that that's probably going to happen before any of the others do, because you're a lot Good. closer 
me than any of those other uh, other destinations are. Well, so and the good thing for are, you, yeah. yeah, the good thing for you is we could do Big Bear and that Johnson Valley slash where the King of the Hammers is oh, all boy. in the same weekend because they're, oh, they're they're like really close together. So well, I see why you're living in California. <laughs> so I was uh, talking to uh, Greg Henderson the other night. Uh, I think it was after our our, our Tuesday uh, recording of the uh, the roundtable. And uh, he was talking about his wife uh, collecting uh, rocks and things. And uh, I said, Ooh. oh, I said, man, my mom and I, we used to do that. But down in Southeast Texas, there's really no place to, to gather uh, colorful rocks and, and certainly not any fossils. And he says, well, you know, a lot of people don't know that uh, in Moab, uh, there's all kinds of dinosaur prints and fossils Ooh. and geodes. And right. so uh, I, I know it sounds kind of lame, but I want to go. Uh, meet Greg in, uh, <laughs> in Moab, and we go the trail. And he he says this, uh, you know, fifty two hundred feet off of trails yeah. are, are things people have no idea that are there. I right. would just like to go and see the dinosaur tracks. Uh, and I asked him. I said, "Did you put your bare foot in one of them?" He says, "Of course." Mm-hmm. You have <laughs> so, to do that. Yeah. So get some wheeling in at a very uh, 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 scenic and popular place. And collect some rocks and maybe some fossils. So I, like I, I, I think that would be so much fun. Yeah. Well, you come up here, Tony. We might you have a good chance of finding some arrowheads. Yeah. We we actually have arrowheads down here. I never have found one, but I know s- several of my neighbors uh, out roaming around in the uh, the cow fields uh, would find them. Would find them. Yep. Yeah, we have them here in Big Bear too. I haven't found any, but I know that people have caught have found them. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, listeners, what ob- obstacles do you want to tackle? Maybe it's a bigger or more difficult trail like the Rubicon or Black Bear Pass or Moab, as we've just heard. Um, What about clubs or group runs do you want to attend, like a Jeep Jamboree or Jeep Fest in your neck of the woods? So, guys, what event do you guys want to attend in 2023? Well, that's definitely going to have to be uh, JTS team events that we have going on, Uh, whether it's going to be another event in Hidden Falls, another event in Big Bear, uh, or possibly something new. Uh, You know, I don't know. I, I, I... Love engaging with our listeners oh, so and, much and the people that, that work here behind the scenes and stuff. And and honestly, every time that Tony and I get together, it, it, it's a blast. So um, a lot of good times to be had. Uh, I'll, I'm looking forward to to Jeep Talk Show events in 2023 as well. But I'm also looking forward to some local events here. Um, things have kind of only just this year in 2022 started to get back to a little bit normalcy after a couple years of, of, you know, COVID stuff. So I'm hoping Mm -hmm. in 2023, uh, around May, as the wheeling season starts to get in gear, uh, that we start to see some off-road shows happen up here in the Northwest a little bit more. Uh, and I'd, I'd like to get to some, some local events here. I'd like to see some more local events happen. And if they do, I'm definitely going to be going. That'd be nice. Uh, the Jeep Jamboree, uh, ever since, uh, I've, I think I've done a couple of interviews with uh, with the um, I, I'm brain farting him. His name Pierce, uh, I believe, is his name. Uh, the president, uh, uh, Jeep Jamboree. Anyway, I, I've done a couple of interviews, and uh, whenever we talk about it, it just sounds so exciting and so much fun. Uh, they you know they feed you, they take you on the trail. Uh, I know Midland uh, is one of the uh, the, the uh, folks that are out there. I think they take uh, two Jeeps. Uh, to all the the Jeep Jamboree events, it'd be fun to uh, hang out with the Midland folks, uh, great supporters of the Jeep Talk Show here. And uh, yeah, I think it would just be a lot of fun. We need to get, uh, um, good lord, uh, I, I'm I'm this have I have uh, the name on the tip of my tongue. I believe it's Pierce. Pierce Umloff. Umloff. I wanted to say that like Uma, but I didn't <laughs> want to say Pierce Uma. And everybody go, oh, do you know uh, you know the the actress? No. So. No. Well, and you know that they do a Jeep Jamboree up here in Big Bear. So that might be a good goal for you. Well, they would have to because it's just (laughs) just so gorgeous up there. Yeah. I mean, I know I don't get out much, but man, I was just blown away. It was hard to drive the Jeep because my head's just on a swivel. I know, you're on a swivel. And you only got a little little taste of some of the stuff. Uh, For us, I think it would be like uh, a Jeep Easter Safari where, you know, we're going to Moab. I think that would be an event that we would love to attend. Um, We just got to figure out logistics because for us, it's hauling the truck and the trailer and then hauling a truck and then you know, uh, having the Jeep on the trailer. So it's two vehicles, two full vehicles to drive. It's like, I don't know. So we got to figure something out, but that is something I would love to do to attend in 2023. So, um, okay. A couple more things on the list. Does your, uh, this is for the listeners. Does your list include taking a class to gain more confidence and learn what you can, what your Jeep can do? Like maybe a trails 411 class. If you're here in Southern California, I mean, that's possible. Well, what about, uh, 
What if you want to get out of that passenger seat and try your hand at driving? That would be a great goal if you're newbie yeah. and you want to do that. And uh, what about catching up on all the past Jeep Talk Show episodes? Now, that should be on everybody's list. You can binge listen to all of our episodes at jeeptalkshow.com and really learn a lot. But maybe you want to add an upgrade to your Jeep or finish that Jeep on the rack and get it out and wheel again, Josh? Maybe. Yes, <laughs> most definitely. I actually got a uh, a little bit of an early New Year's resolution. I'm gonna I'm gonna have that done by my birthday, March first. Yes, yes. I'm so excited for you. I can't wait just because I know how much you love it, and it's, it's got to be driving you crazy that you couldn't get to it. So good. Well, whatever your thoughts and plans are, you need to write them down. It's like a goal. If you don't write it down, you probably won't happen. So if you're new and you have been watching your partner drive for years, and now you want to try it, just go do it. The experience and knowledge you will gain from it is huge. Now, I do have a little side note for everybody. If you've been driving for a while and your partner wants to drive, you need to take it slow and remember what it was like to be brand new. Don't yell at them and don't expect them to know everything just because you do. If you can't teach in a calm manner, then let them take a class or wheel with someone that, that can. The newbie drivers I see just need to feel confident to try. Once in the seat and with guidance, they blossom, and before you know it, there are two Jeeps in the driveway, his and hers. But honestly, once you start to drive, you will be able to begin to feel your Jeep, know what it's capable of, and learn that it's a lot of fun in that driver's seat. I know you can do it, so put that on your list of goals and go for it in 2023. Anything else you guys want to add? No, I'd, I'd, I'm going to second that. Go for it in 2023. That That's a good one. You got a goal. You got something that you've kind of been, it's on the back burner. I don't know if I want to pull the trigger on that. Do it in 2023. Go for it. Get it done. And we'll see you on the trail. I'll just mention that uh, now it, this isn't the case 100% of the time, but it's it's very high that the, the male of the, the couple uh, is yes. the driver and the female is the non-driver. Mm -hmm. So with that in mind, you, you female uh, dry, uh, riders that want to be the driver, maybe your husband isn't the best person uh, to ride with, <laughs> like mm -hmm. like Wendy it was su just suggesting. Yes, they are. They do have uh, several uh, groups out there that teach women only. So you're in a woman only environment, which I think people feel uh, a, a lot more comfortable in. They're not going to be afraid of being uh, anything being judgmental. At least I, I know it can happen from anybody, either sex. But I think they just uh, women feel more comfortable in an all women's group. So seek out uh, in your area for a uh, an off road event. And and Josh, I don't know if I mentioned this to, to you or not when I went to the offroading101.com uh, uh, off road event. Um, there were uh, um, men that were first time passengers with their wives driving. Sure. And first they, and, and they encouraged, uh, off-roading 101, uh, they encouraged the, the men to, to just keep it to themselves. We're, yeah, we're going to take care of <laughs> teaching them how to do this. You yeah. know, you be a silent participant. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's interesting whenever we teach with somebody like that and we're switching drivers, male and female. And, uh, we see that a lot too. And it's, it's kind of almost endearing when you see that how the male wants to take care of the female, if you will. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's amazing to watch women actually come alive and be excited about that capability and that confidence that they gained. And I'll tell you, it just is amazing. And if you've been sitting as a passenger and things scare you, like maybe they sometimes they go over rocks and you're thinking, hey, this is just kind of frightening a little bit. Once you start driving, I will assure you that all goes away. Yep. So getting in that driver's seat actually makes you a better wheeler. Um, getting out, like I've talked about, and watching people spot, learning to help get your vehicle through. Um, spotting makes you a better driver. Driving makes you a better spotter. And it is so true. So I just want everybody to go and, you know, go for it in 2023. Just, you know what, you have nothing to lose. Go try it. You'll see how much fun it is. And I'm telling you, just I'm warning you right now, you'll probably want your own Jeep at that point. So... Not a, not a bad thing, with the exception of uh, now you have uh, two uh, vehicles you have to buy Jeep parts for and, and install. But exactly. you know, if you like it, that it works out really well. And, yeah, and guys, you might want to let uh, let your uh, your significant other uh, go to these classes by themselves and really take the the pressure off of them because. Uh, I know my wife is always concerned about you know, doing something wrong. The other day, she sent me a, actually called me on the phone because the, the headlights wouldn't turn off on the Gladiator. Mm. And, and I was telling her, well, you got to turn the knob all the way right or all the way left. 
all the way right is auto and all the way left i'm sorry uh, yeah all the way left is uh, is just off i always leave them on auto because it knows you know if it's yeah dark or not. when it turns on yeah yeah so she had just moved it one position and it was taken care of but you wow. know instead of just fiddling with it with herself she had to call the expert yeah, but that's what we do. You know, we, we we rely on the guys that have the knowledge to do that. So oh, I don't have a problem with it, but I would yeah. really, I mean, I'm not going to call my wife uh, in her Jeep and ask her how to do something. I'll figure it out. And that's the confidence that you're talking about. And I want everybody to have that confidence, including my wife. Yeah. So looking forward to a huge and prosperous fun wheeling in 2023. So, Well, do you have a topic or suggestion for Numi Nuggets? I'd also love to hear what your goals are. You want to send us an email or you want to give us a call, you can do that through jeeptalkshow.com. And also, you can find out some good information on our YouTube channel at Trails411. Gladiator. My name is Gladiator. Gladiators. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you're here? Gladiator. My name is Gladiator. I just I just heard that for the first time. His name was Gladiator, or he was calling himself Gladiator. I want to call myself Cheese Doodle. Uh, you know, if you can just name yourself <laughs> well, a thing. Day, and Tony, you can identify as whatever you want. I was just saying, you know, that was that that's so true. So I don't know, uh, Wendy. Have you ever thought about mounting a? Uh, Excuse me. A, a is this is kind of a question. I don't know. A Gladiator? No, I'm sorry. Uh, mounting a, a handy talkie, maybe to your dash. Uh, where you just have it right there positioned, uh, maybe on a grab handle, maybe uh, somewhere on the dash where you could just grab the, the GMRS radio. or We what? actually have it already mounted, yes. Okay, good. Then you have an idea what I'm talking about. Uh, mm -hmm. What about you, Josh? Do you have any, uh, yeah, you ever looked at anything? Thing, that was one thing that I was struggling with uh, when I was uh, wheeling with you down in Texas was uh, having a handy talkie with me and someplace to put it when, <laughs> yes, I, was, yes. when I was exactly. In the Jeep. Um, and so, you know, just... Going for, oh, will it fit here in the door pocket? I don't know. Will it fit over here? Yeah, that was like, don't, I don't know. It's, don't put it in there. You'll stretch out the, you'll stretch the pocket. Yeah, in the way, <laughs> or yeah, don't want to scratch the interior. God forbid I <laughs> scratch something on the Gladiator. Uh, but, but no, so that, that was definitely something that I, I was looking forward, but you know, it wasn't there. So it's like, yep. you know, somebody has to have a solution for this. And I'm guessing that you, you've created one. Well, I did, but only after looking to see what was out there. And I was, I mean, they have these, uh, these little mounts, uh, handy talkie mounts. And if, does everybody know what a handy talkie is? It's just a little walkie talkie like yeah, thing. That, I guess a, right. a more modern yeah. day, uh, mm -hmm. handheld or handy talkie is what they, what they're called. It sounds mm -hmm. better than walkie talkie. I think is the reason why. Anyway, uh, they, they make these mounts and they're, you use the clip that's on the back of the radio and you just clip it on this mount and it's got some little base or something on it to, to keep it uh, from dangling or whatever. And, and it just goes there. And, and, and uh, at least uh, the one I was interested in, actually, uh, you put a ball or something where on the, the old shit handle for the, mm -hmm. the, the passenger, that, that handle that goes across just, uh, I guess, right above uh, the glove box, mm -hmm. and you take that bolt out of there, and you put another one in that's got like a one-inch ball on it, and you can uh, mount things there. So uh, I was looking at all that, and I, I, I literally found the ball to go on there with the proper size screw, and uh, just, just just right in there. Right. Forty freaking bucks, Jeez. just for, for the for ball. ball and screw. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to spend 40 bucks, you ought to at least have two balls, right? So I thought, no, uh-uh, I ain't doing that shit. So I looked around and I found that there was a, a one-inch ram mount ball that somebody had already figured out that they could put it on the Gladiator or the JL. And uh, it, it, the screws that came with it weren't the right size, but they had already figured out what size screws to get. So I got a, uh, and, and I still think the ball was expensive at 11 bucks or nine bucks. Uh, and, but I got that and I got those screws for a couple of, a couple of bucks and, uh, uh, I was able to put that ball on there. And then I had a nice ball on the old shit handle and nothing else to put on there. I mm -hmm. so I, quick, I, quick question sure, for you, Tony, sure. if I can inter interject really quick. So, um, you, you've got this random screw probably has the, the right, you know, it's like a, an M10, you know, 1.5, you got the right, you know, uh, size and, and thread pitch ratio and everything like that. But were you able to get enough bite Absolutely. with that ball and that screw to where the oh shit handle actually stays as an oh shit handle Absolutely. and not a wonky wonky handle? No, it's it's it is very very solid. 
is okay. perfect okay. solution. I, I think that the the oh shit handle, as it's as it's uh, so so called, uh, is a very important feature in every Jeep for for any passenger. Um, and mm-hmm. although I don't typically grab uh, for it that much, when you get into extreme off camber situations, most people are going to need something to hold on to, and typically the door handle is not enough. Mm-mm. Something right in front of you helps stabilize your 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 body position in the seat and in the vehicle as the vehicle goes into those extreme extreme off camber situations. So hearing that 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 the the strength and rigidity of that wasn't compromised, uh, you get some bonus points for that. Oh, thank you. So I got the, the, the one-inch ball on there from Rand Mount, <clears throat> and now I had to come up with something, some way of attaching that, something that would articulate and mounted that ball. And, of course, Rand Mount had the solution for that. Uh, yeah. The opposite side of that mount was like a, like a little one-inch disc that maybe was an eighth-inch uh, thick. And uh, it came with a mount. I, I, it turned out I didn't need to buy that. All I needed was this, the, the articulating little tube thing that has the, the uh, adjustment on the side. And uh, then I, uh, I thought, well, let's see what's out there. And there was nothing out there that fit that. But I thought maybe I could screw that base to something. But the base was like really big, the part that actually came on, the articulating thing. And uh, I said, no, that's just, that's just too big for what I'm trying to do. And I went, well, you know, I got a 3D printer. Surely, or I should say surely, I, I can print something up. You know, don't call me Shirley. That's right, and don't call me Shirley. Uh, I can print something up and put it there. I mean, it, it should be relatively simple. But does anybody here? Uh, oh no, I, I know somebody does. Does anybody here know how to to run AutoCAD or any CAD design stuff? Oh gee, I don't know, Tony. Perhaps you know somebody who did that for a living for almost two decades. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't done it. Uh, I, I know how to run a three D printer, but as far as designing something uh, to to print on the three D printer, not so much. Well, you know what happened? I was watching uh, some uh, some videos on YouTube and stuff, and they were talking about Chat GPT. Have you guys heard me mention this before? Have you heard no. about it on, on social no. media? So, Chat GPT is a artificial intelligence chatbot. You can chat with it. And, and you know, Tony, you can you can reach out to me anytime. You need somebody to talk to. I'm here. Seriously? We've known each other for. for well, you're like, going to like this part. I think. Because I think I think Tony needs an intervention. Because things happening, Josh. Because <laughs> yeah. this because this chatbot generates script. It actually writes programs for you. So I described what I was trying to do to Chat GPT, and it gave me lines of code that I could plug into uh, Open. SCAD or SCAD, and you copy it from Chat GPT and paste it and open SCAD, and this image appears. <laughs> so it wasn't just, it wasn't like, you know, uh, I gave it a nice little, I, I took it to dinner and it described what I want, and it says, yeah, sure, here. I had to describe it bit by bit and then add that code together to see what I was, what I was getting. And well, I can't the, just go to like Chat GPT and say, Chat GPT, I want to take over the world. It, it's, <laughs> and it's gonna it's gonna tell me how to do it. Tell yeah. me tell me how to become a millionaire. First, right. get a billion dollars. Right. <laughs> exactly. And 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 a Jeep. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was just amazing. I mean, if anybody knows, uh, learning how to run CAD and, and Josh, I'm sure you went through this. That was a learning curve. For you to, to get good at this, well, I, I hope you feel good about changing jobs because now Chat GPT can kind of do it for you. <laughs> and I'm sure it wasn't anything to the level of what you did. So I don't want to uh, panic anybody out there about losing their jobs. But it made this much easier for me to do. I probably spent two or three hours designing this um, uh, holder. And uh, we'll, we'll have this in the show notes, and uh, you guys should be able to see it now. There's uh, actually the, the CAD drawing and then the actual uh, 3D printed model of it. And it's just a, a block with an opening uh, between uh, uh, the, the two rectangles uh, separated uh, with uh, small walls. And uh, the clip actually goes down in there. There's a notch uh, for the clip to fit into because uh, the, so the, the radio will fit all the way down. And there's a couple of tabs on either side of the, the mount. Uh, so to keep the the radio from swinging back back and forth, like when you're off road, yeah. so so you can see this uh, this picture, Josh, and and this would be perfect for the situation you were describing as a passenger. You jump back in the Gladiator, uh, never you'll never drive it, but you can jump in the passenger side, <laughs> and just you just pop the radio in there. And now I'm I made it, I designed it 
to fit a, uh, a Redivus uh, RB27 uh, GMRS radio, but I have a Bofeng UV5R, I have a Redivus uh, RT82 DMR uh, ham radio, and a Redivus RB26 uh, that I've uh, mentioned several times on the show. It's a very inexpensive and very good GMRS radio. And so do they all fight? They all shotgun. They all fit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They all fit in this this mount, and that wasn't by design. I just tried it out, and it, it worked great. Uh, I have one uh, VHF uh, two meter radio that uh, that doesn't fit. It's a little wider than the other ones, but I, I'd never use it anyway. So this is great. The RB twenty sixes I have in uh, they they're a li- little radio mounts behind the seat, and uh, now like if you were you that was one you were using when we were out at the uh, at the event, Josh. Uh, right. The RB six twenty six. I mean, you just plop it in there and we and take off. And uh, I think the t- I the side tabs. Yeah, it probably would fit a Midland as well. Yeah, yeah. I think so, this is what I was using out out there, wasn't it? Uh, no, you, no. It was the RB twenty six uh, from. Oh, okay. Unless you brought are, it with you. Are you using a like a clip in the back of those radios? Because that's what we have to fit on to actually hold in here. Oh, that's what you got to use. That's what this okay. is designed for. So you can put got that it. clip in between that little hole that the boat. That's how I see it now. Plate. Yeah. And okay. then uh, those little notches are just so that you can get to the clip. And on the front, <laughs> this is actually the second print. The first print uh, it had a little problem, but it was enough there that I could do a test fitting. And when I test fitted it, I went, oh, this isn't going to work because I need a notch here. The, the radio is going to be sitting up way too high. And yeah. you don't see it in the picture, but I was very proud of this. You don't see it in the picture, but you know, basically, you've got a little uh, a little bucket there between the the two the the, the you know it's like basically a rectangle with the top uh, open. So that's a great place for all kinds of crap to get down inside there and <laughs> stay. You know, I actually put in three holes in the bottom of it, not with a drill, oh. just in, by t- asking Chat GPT to put in three holes. You know, and it gave me the code, and I just that's had to. That's amazing. It was you so could do that cool. through AI. Yeah, it was just I mean, so that's cool. crazy. And I would like to see the the stabilizing fingers on the sides to be extended they do need forward to be yeah. a little bit more. I call them tabs. Uh, I, I don't think they need to be any taller. In fact, if anything, no. I'd say maybe maybe drop them down about a quarter of an inch. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just you know, give yourself clearance, full clearance for the buttons. Um, but, uh, and again, that may not, might, may not even be necessary. Maybe even put a, a large radius on the front of, uh, of that top corner to, uh, to give yourself a little bit better access. But I would definitely bring those forward about another, you know, maybe half a quarter to three eighths of an inch. Yeah. Yeah. Take. They, the tabs are a little short. Uh, the, yeah. I mean, they, of course you learn like this by would, doing it. Yeah. Right. And it looks like they would, they would do their job of keeping the radio from swinging back and forth like a pendulum, uh, mm-hmm. as it were. Uh, yeah. but just uh, barely aggressive off-road it might not be enough tab to hold it in there but you know on so, ours we just have a clamp that we hold on there's no side tabs like that handles everything that we do so you may nice. be surprised how well this would actually work yeah mm-hmm. right. but i agree you know if you can make it where it's a little bit more sturdy great but i think it would be fine so, Looks speaking great. of sturdiness tony um if you were to kind of like give it a little tap with a couple of fingers, is it going to go da 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 I mean, is it going to bounce around a lot or is it pretty rigid? Um, should be rigid. I mean, it's it's uh, other than the, the, the surface being hard plastic, it should a- uh, act just like it was on your belt. And and how is it attached? What's the back do? What kind of a clamp is that to attach to your bar? Oh, the, the 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 articulating mount that I got from Ram, it, it was oh, a, a, right. a one inch disc that's about an eighth inch, uh, an yeah. eighth of an inch. And I'll tell you what, uh, why don't, what do you call those things? Those measuring devices that you, uh, um, God, I forget what it's called. Micrometer. Yeah. Cal- caliper. Yeah, a caliper probably. Anyway, I have one right here, and I did all my measurements on the radio and the 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 mount and everything, uh, and I got. I mean. I didn't have to make any changes. I, I it, it was so easy. Now, if I had been doing it with a ruler or something or a tape measure, I don't know. So uh, I will make that uh, make that uh, clear to you guys. If you're going to be doing something like this and you want things to fit together, it's a good idea to get a, a very good measuring device. Yeah, you're probably using uh, something uh, kind of like these right here, Tony. Right? Like, That's that, exactly like right. The, yeah. Yeah. So these are a set of calipers. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. So uh, we have video uh, between uh, uh, Josh, Wendy, and I, and uh, they're showing me things. So for you listeners, you can't see. Sorry yeah. about that. Uh, but uh, but yeah, anyway, uh, what you're looking at there is something that I took straight off the printer. This is my, was my second run. 
took it straight off the 3D printer, took it out, mounted it in the Gladiator, and started doing test shots. So it hasn't even been cleaned up. You can see some of the edges are kind of rough. Uh, the but, it, but but as far as functionality goes, it's 100. percent I can start. I, I started using it immediately. It so, looks like it'd be perfect and it'll work. What no you know? What, what do you care about the way it looks? Now, also too, and nobody cares a damn about this, but I think it's cool. I looked up. I did. Uh, I asked uh, a Chat GPT uh, about importing a model into Open SCAD, and it said sure, and it gave me some code. So I have a Jeep Talk Show logo model that oh. I'm going to see about including this into this design and making it recessed into the face. You won't see it when the radio is there, but when the radio is out, you'd uh-huh. see this little recessed notching like a, yeah. of the Jeep, the Jeep Talk Show logo inside the plastic. That'd be pretty, pretty, pretty dope, <laughs> dude. I, that honestly, would be really I, cool. I, I, yeah. <laughs> no stickers, you know, no, no stickers, just, you know, the embossing, yeah, reverse embossing. No, but you can take a picture of my radio holder. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm just I'm I'm geeking out with the 3D printer. I've had it for a year. Really hadn't done much with it. I'm just really glad that I was uh, able to use uh, this uh, free AI service that's available online. Just do a search for Chat GPT. Uh, I think you have to sign up for and for an you account. You too could learn how to take over the world. <laughs> <laughs> and it and there's a lot of things that it does. A lot of things that it does. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, I've got me a holder. Of course, I, I can't just leave it be like, you know, Josh, what you were saying, those little tabs need to be extended, but it's so easy to do. The hard part is just waiting for the, the 3D printer to print it. And How uh, long was this print cycle on, on this? It I probably imagine. was uh, seven hours. hours. No. Seven hours? Yeah. My God. You, yeah. I think you can adjust your resolution a little bit there, pal. So, <laughs> oh, now, wait a minute. That's not, that's, cost, not, that's not a detailed resolution. The, the that's cost standard. of the... The cost of electricity for seven hours outweighs the money that he's saving by not just buying a ready-made one. Well, that's a good point. I think I need to – I I think I've done a little research on that, and it's not really much. Yeah, Uh, sure And and I did want to mention that, the cost of this thing. So uh, somebody asked me, well, what did it cost to print this thing? And I said, well, a spool of PLA – uh, which is basically the the, the fiber or the, the the filament that you run through the 3D printer that it melts into this uh, new form uh, was twelve dollars, and it's a thousand foot. <laughs> and, I'm guessing and, oh, and I've got maybe and I've got a and I've, no no not even that and I've oh, got wow. a lot more filament to go. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So, but you know, it, it does cost you in time. You know, you're not going to be generating these things just all, you know, just very, very quickly. Uh, you can buy more expensive printers like uh, resin printers, uh, 3D printers uh, that go much faster. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, for a couple hundred bucks, uh, this printer's fine. And uh, I actually, uh, not to detour too much on this thing, I found out that there's this thing called Octoprint. And basically, you take a Raspberry Pi, you load up the Octoprint software on an operating system, if you will. Connect it up to your 3D printer through its USB uh, port uh, on the 3D printer. And now you have full remote control of your 3D printer. Wow. So I can start a print. When you're at the office, you can go ahead and start a new project on your printer if you suddenly got the the urge to do so. You can, but however, they recommend not doing that because fires (laughs) can occur. Right. You know? So it's always best to do your 3D prints uh, while you're uh, at home close by. But it has a camera that you can put on the Raspberry Pi and monitor your prints and oh. and tell it to stop printing immediately. Uh, the main thing I'm going to be using it for is uh, having the printer in another room. And while I'm here in front of the computer, I can just have it up on the, the screen. In fact, I'm printing something right now. And, it's, and uh, check it. Yeah. And, yeah, it's giving me an update of uh, how far along it is and so on and so forth. I don't have a camera for it yet. But when I do, I'll just be able to check it from here instead of running up and downstairs to the to the kitchen where I've currently got it set up. Anyway, it's a lot of fun. I don't mean to geek out too much. But just think of the possibilities of things that you could do for your Jeep if you had a 3D printer and using chat GPT because you don't know nothing about no CAD. Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? I love the show. I've listened to you guys free for, I don't know, years now. And I figured I'd time to give back. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. It'll just uh, help help the show out. And, and then in the end, it'll be Jeep Talk Show in my ear holes, you know? Just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. It'd be nice to give back to uh, so that you guys can continue on. Because if they love the show, then why shouldn't you, why shouldn't you give back just a little bit.
No, Josh, I think you were three years old at the time, so you probably don't remember when we actually started this show. Uh, not <laughs> not when you joined, but uh, when I started it. But that was, uh, we're coming up on the 12th anniversary of the show. 2010. That's amazing. And it was started like um, December 28th or 27th or something like that. Uh, And uh, so uh, we're working on getting ready to be in our 13th year of the Jeep Talk Show. And, you know, January is a great time for New Year's resolutions. And your New Year's resolution, at least one of them, should be not to go to the gym and fade after two months. Uh, take that money, uh, that gym membership money, and subscribe to the Jeep Talk Show. Go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, and uh, you'll find several paid subscriptions that you can choose from. And damn it, you know that you're going to be using more of the Jeep Talk Show than that gym membership anyway. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh, Josh, you talked about separating the clutch from the tranny. And I got to tell you, I'm shocked. <laughs> and uh, in this day and age, it doesn't matter what kind of purse the uh, trainee is carrying. Clutch purses are very popular. I don't know why you would like to separate it from the uh, tranny, but hey, to each its own. Now, I'd love to talk to you, but I'm waiting the uh, results of the Jeep raffle I just entered in. <laughs> I would like to apologize for these jokes now, <laughs> but that's not why I'm calling course not i'm calling to tell you that if you flip your canoe you can just wear it as a hat yeah because it's capsized did i mention i'd like to apologize for these jokes now all right boys and girls i'll chat you later you have a good one bye you know it's funny because there's actually a place out here that just shut down recently it was called the tippy canoe a little (laughs) little restaurant over uh out in the little rural East County area, but uh, uh, great chicken and dumplings. But uh, but yeah, do you know my wife will not eat dumplings? She does not like anything that is uh, oh, not good. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. <laughs> oh my, I love chicken and dumplings, but I haven't had chicken and dumplings in thirty years. Oh, uh, oh, she God, does. Oh, doughy. That's what it is. She does oh. not like things that are doughy. So no yoki, no. Oh jeez, man. I know. Okay. I know. No I mean, you donuts. Know, each no of their donuts own. Either. What's yeah. that? No donuts. No, she's fine with donuts. Well, but, they have, but they're, they're but they're not soggy. Like, oh, you know what I'm saying? So I see what you mean. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so much. It's so much fun getting to know this. Any everybody because everybody has their own little things. Uh, I've told you guys before. I don't eat chicken off the bone. I don't like it. I don't like dark meat oh, chicken. Yeah. Yeah, see? One of What's those wrong people. with him? Yeah, <laughs> seriously. I don't God, what somebody did something to you at one point. I, yes, they need a long to time ago. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> so when you're b- biting into that chicken, that uh, chicken leg and you see all that purple stuff and a vein and stuff, it's okay? You guys gotten used to it? I I, I don't we care. It. It, yeah, yes. see, that's meat, it. Meat on a bone is how it was intended to be eaten. Yes, I mean, and it's now, so now if it, if it's a cow, you'd be lucky if uh, it, it's dead first before I started <laughs> eating it. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So it's just chicken. It's then, just huh? a mental thing. Chicken. Yeah. This something yeah. happened to me when I was a kid. Right. You know, like no. this is nasty. I'm not having this. <laughs> we need to get your mom on the show and have a discussion. What the hell happened to Tony? Well, we'll have to do a seance. All yeah. right. So here we go. Oh, uh, yeah. Then I uh, just want to remind you guys, coming up this week, Robin Dodd of Back Road Adventures on episode 737. And remember, our interview episodes are on Fridays. Hey, Jeeper, if you like the interviews that we do every Friday, well, be sure to check out our Tuesday episodes that we do every single Tuesday, where we invite you, the listener, to join us around the world's biggest roundtable of nothing but Jeepers to help us record an episode of the Jeep Talk Show live. It happens every Tuesday, and you yourself can join us and have some fun. And trust me, it's a blast. A lot of great times going on, a lot of great questions, a lot of back and forth, and it's nothing but Jeepers just talking Jeep. So if you enjoy talking Jeep with people, well, I highly encourage you to join us for the very next Tuesday's Roundtable episodes. How can you join in on that kind of fun? Well, head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. Over at the jeeptalkshow.com slash contact webpage, there you will find out all kinds of different ways you can interact with us here on the show, reach out to each and every one of us, but also sign up for the newsletter. The Jeep Talk Show newsletter is coming to you with all kinds of information about what's happening here on the show, who we're going to be talking to, what we're going to be giving away and when, and of course, the information that you need to join us on a Tuesday episode of the Roundtable while we record an episode of the Jeep Talk Show live. 
So join us next Tuesday for a recording of the Jeep Talk Show, and we hope to see you there. Well, Jeep, it looks like this episode of the Jeep Talk Show has come to the end of the trail, but we've got another episode coming up right around the corner. Until then, be sure to support the show by using hashtag Jeep Talk Show in all of your social media posts. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. All right, let's have a little bit more fun with my voice. Last week, we had a, uh, a little bit of an exercise uh, with uh, some dialects and, uh, and accents and stuff like that. Let's have a uh, little bit of a range exercise here. And uh, you know what vocal range is, where, you know, how low can you go, how high can you get, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, I'm not like a multi-octave, uh, you know, uh, opera singer or anything like that, but I've got some pretty decent range, I think. And so going low, I can always just sort of expand my larynx and start to drop the register and actually get really, really low. And I can even go lower to this point of where down to the depths of hell. You know, we can get really low and breathy. But of course, you start to contract the larynx, you start to bring things back up, and you can really attract the, contract the larynx, and you can get up into the super high pitch stuff and actually change the voice to the point of where you can actually get up into the high stuff like this. Why do you have a vice in your uh, studio, Josh? This, this right the voice on the chair. It is, it's <laughs> built into the chair for when I need to get up into those upper ranges. I just give it a couple <laughs> of cranks. It has <laughs> that $40 ball we were talking about. Oh my gosh, that's amazing, Josh. Oh yeah. <laughs> Broadcasting since 2010. You had to do Thursday. I got to do just a bit outside. Go ahead. Come on. You got to do it. Just a bit outside. <laughs> Bob Euchre. Man, that guy, just, it was just fun listening to him talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs>